Welcome to Catch These Vibes. This is Charmonique, and you are listening to a 90s themed episode. But this isn't any ordinary episode. This is a very special one. This is a listener request episode. For this one, we are going to be talking about Titanic. Shout out to Nicole. Her birthday is May 18th. So this is going to be a very special episode for her birthday. And she gave me a nice selection of movies. So I decided to do Titanic because I haven't seen this movie in a very long time. And just so happens this movie did come out in the 90s. So we're going to talk about Titanic and shout out to Nicole. Thank you for sending in this request and I hope you have a wonderful birthday. All right, so Titanic came out in 1997. It was released on December 19th, 1997. So this movie stars Leonardo DiCaprio, Kate Winslet. So Leo plays Jack, Kate plays Rose, Billy Zane plays her fiance. Cal Hockley, and we have Kathy Bates as Molly Brown, and Frances Fisher as Ruth, who plays Rose's mother, and then Gloria Stewart, who is the older Rose. We also have Bill Paxton, who plays Brock Lovett, and Victor Garber, who plays Thomas Andrews. So, among so many other actors and actresses. Also, we got to—I uh, got to say—um, Jonathan Hyde, who plays Bruce Ismay, because we're gonna we're gonna talk about Mister Ismay here in this movie. So, this movie was directed and written by James Cameron. This movie definitely made a lot of noise. It was number one at the box office for a very long time. So we're going to get into all of these details. All right, this movie is three hours long. So if you want to watch this, if you haven't watched it in a while, if you've never seen it, I'll be very surprised if you've never seen a Titanic, but I could... I could see some people probably not seeing it. Just it may not be your your type of movie. Um, but yeah, it's on Amazon Prime, Prime Video, three hours long. But yeah, it's a really good movie. I'm going to just say that. It's a really good movie. Romance, drama. I really love Leo in this movie I love Kate in this movie I think they their chemistry is on point the chemistry between Jack and Rose is just really cute and the way that he just comes in and like saves her in more ways than one is something that is just beautiful to watch throughout the movie I don't know I I really I really love it so let's go ahead and get into the details of the movie. I feel like I have to say this, but spoiler alert, I am going to be talking about details and different facts about the movie. So if you have not yet seen that, 
this movie, then please, whatever you want to do, continue listening, go watch the movie, and then come back to this episode, whatever, whatever you, you feel like doing. But spoiler alert. This movie's estimated budget was $200 million opening weekend and made almost $29 million U.S. So it it did really well at the movie theater. So this movie won 11 Oscars. It won Best Picture, Best Director, Best Cinematographer or Cinematography, Best Art Direction, Set Decoration, Best Costume Design, Best Sound, Best Film Editing, Best Effects, Best Sound Effects and Visual Effects, Best Music, the original song, My Heart Will Go On, performed by Celine Dion. Interesting fact, when I was in... I want to say first grade, we performed this song. So you know how you, the schools, they would have the little concerts. We had a, a, a concert, a music musical concert, and that was one of the songs that we did. So I, for, I forever remember this song because of that, because we performed it. And I used to really enjoy doing those little little performances. So it was also nominated, or it also won Oscar for Original Dramatic Score, Best Actress, or, well, those are the ones that they won, but then they were also nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role, Kate Winslet, Best Actress in Supporting Role, Best Makeup. Kate Winslet was nominated for Best Actress and Gloria Stewart was also nominated for Best Sup- Supporting Actress. for, And they were playing the same person. Just the younger version and the older version. So yeah, that that they won a lot of awards. They were nominated for a lot of awards that year. Total of 83 nominations. So I can only imagine how how big this movie was when it first came out. Because you got Leo, and he was really doing his thing. He was also, he was in Leo, um, Romeo and Juliet the year prior. And I, I've never seen Romeo and Juliet, by the way. He was really charismatic and funny. Obviously, was he, what is it, the, the gift of gab, or does that only apply to women? He just really knows how to talk and be persuasive and make an impression on someone. So that's what he did for her. And ever since that moment, they couldn't stop spending time with one another. So they definitely start off as a friendship, a friendship that grows into something romantic. And just seeing that friendship grow to something romantic is very sweet it's really really cute uh that's you know my favorite part about the movie is just just seeing the the evolution of their relationship and how how fast it happens jack's character was just it was just really sweet you can tell he was raised right and even even if he wasn't 
some people are just genuinely good people. So regardless of their background, regardless of the environment that they grew up in, they just can't help but be that good person. So we don't really get to see his family in the movie, but I don't know. I think the way that he talks about his family, he he must have a good good one. He just didn't have any siblings. So he was by himself and was traveling the world and seeing different things and just really taking it day by day, living a life that some people envy because they are they're not able to let loose. And Rose was somebody who just wasn't able to let loose. But dealing with Jack, he inspired her to let loose and showed her that there was way more to life and that she wasn't ready to just be engaged to this person who she really wasn't in love with. Jack showed her that there was just so much more out there to see, so much more to do and experience. And he he saw her for her when she felt so invisible. So that's the beautiful part about the movie. And yeah, you know, you know, I love a good love story. Okay, so let's get some things straight here. Let's get our facts straight because this is something that I wasn't completely sure about up until recently. And I'm pretty sure some people don't, you know, really know this information either. Or maybe or maybe have been just curious about it. So was Jack and Rose based off uh are on real people? No. Jack Dawson and Rose DeWitt, portrayed in the movie by Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet, are almost entirely fictional characters. James Cameron modeled the character of Rose after American artist Patrice Wood, who had no connection to Titanic history. The movie's love story is also fiction. It was created by Titanic screenwriter and director James Cameron. In addition to Rose and Jack, a handful of other characters associated with them are fictional as well. They include Rose's fiance, Cal Hockley, her mother Ruth, Cal's valet, Spicer Lovejoy, and the third-class passengers who include Jack's friends, Fabrizio, and Tommy. Some of the third-class passengers were modeled after real people. There was actually a Jay Dawson on board of the Titanic. So a man who signed his name, Jay Dawson, did board the Titanic. However, the J stood for Joseph, not Jack. He was born in Dublin. Joseph Dawson was a member of the Titanic crew he worked as a coal trimmer, so it was his job to even out the piles of coal that was shoveled into the ship's furnaces. James Cameron said that he was not aware of Joseph Dawson until after finishing his Titanic screenplay. Still, love struck fans of the 1997 movie ventured to Jay Dawson's grave in Halifax, Nova Scotia, where they left cinema stubs, personal photos, and pictures of Leonardo DiCaprio. The exact burial location is Grave 227 in Fairview Lawn Cemetery, Halifax, Nova Scotia. Another coincidental character created by James Cameron was Jack's Irish friend, Tommy Ryan, played by Jason Barry. The ship's manifest lists a Thomas Ryan, a 27-year-old steward from third class whose body, if recovered, was never identified. 
So even though the love story between Jack and Rose is fictional, the actual ship, the RMS Titanic, did in fact really sink in 1912. The RMS Titanic was a British passenger liner operated by the White Star Line, which sank in the North Atlantic Ocean on April 15, 1912. So this happened during the voyage from Southampton, UK to New York City when the ship striked an iceberg as portrayed in the movie. The Titanic lives at the bottom of the ocean as a maritime memorial and as a scientific laboratory. So it lies at a depth of about 12,500 feet about 370 nautical miles southeast of the coast of Newfoundland. It lies in two main pieces, about 2,000 feet apart. So an undersea exploration company, Ocean Gate Expeditions, is given a chance to dive in the Atlantic to witness and explore the world's most famous and iconic shipwreck, the RMS Titanic. Fans and tourists can take a voyage to the Titanic into 2021 to witness the extremes of time and pressure. So that was an article from 2021. So I guess people, I don't know. I don't know how accurate this shit is, but it says that people are able to um, check it out. I mean, I, I mean, if you are into scuba diving and doing all that stuff, then, hey, why not? It might be fun. James Cameron went on 12 dives to the real Titanic himself and found it an overwhelming emotional experience to actually see the sunken ship. During his first trip, he was so goal-oriented that he managed to film the shots he wanted. But as soon as he was back on the surface, he broke down in tears after finally realizing the magnitude of the historical tragedy that he had just witnessed. He ended up spending more time with the ship than its living passengers did. So when Jack is preparing to draw Rose, he says to her, over on the bed, dot, 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 the couch. The line was scripted, lie on that couch. But Leonardo DiCaprio made an honest mistake and James Cameron liked it so much he kept it in. Actually, I like that part because it shows how nervous Jack was when he seen Rose in her birthday suit. Plus, he was really surprised that she even approached him with that. I'm sure he wasn't, he wasn't expecting that because he's, I think he, the more time that they spent together, the more surprised he was by Rose because he, he viewed her as this certain type of lady, you know, based off of her her background and the way in the life that she lived but really deep down she was they had a lot in common basically so Gloria Stewart being only 86 was aged by makeup to play roles at age 100 she did not find this a pleasant experience she died in 2010 at age 100 so rest in peace to Gloria Stewart I really loved her as the older Rose, she was real sassy. You could just tell that she was able to just really portray that connection with the character and taking us down memory lane of her and Jack and all that. She did that very well. 
So the scene where Cal and Rose have a coffee and the scene um, where Cal has a tantrum and flips the table were ad-libbed by Billy Zane. Therefore, Kate Winslet's reactions were natural. So another scene where Cal, which was Rose's fiance, he was just being a jerk. And he was just really jealous because I think deep down he knew that she really didn't love him. But he was trying to force her to love him. He was trying to buy her things, buy her love and impress her with all the wrong things and in all the wrong ways. And he couldn't deal with that. So he he threw a little temper tantrum and flipped the table and scared and scared Rose. So the scene in which Rose meets Jack to thank him for saving her life was improvised by the two actors as James Cameron's request or at James Cameron's request. The spinning scene was almost an ad lib. Cameron also credits Kate Winslet with writing the heart wrenching. This is where we first met line during the final sinking, as well as suggesting Rose spit in Cal's face rather than as scripted jab him with the hairpin. According to Billy Zane, they had to do so many retakes, he sort of went numb being spit in the face and Winslet started using lube instead of her saliva. So that scene is when she finds out that he lied to her about Jack stealing the diamond. So this dude gets so jealous and so insecure that he thinks that he can get Rose back by saying that Jack stole a diamond. Is that very beautiful diamond that the um Bill Paxton's character was on a search for. He was on his his treasure hunt for this diamond. And so that's how he linked up with O Rose to try to get some info on it. They planted that diamond on Jack and said that he stole it and Rose you could tell she didn't really want to believe it but then she was like uh she did begin to believe it for a moment but then she realized that it was all just a just a con to get her to to be back with Cal and to get Jack out of her life so that scene where she spits in his face is because he's trying to stop her from um, going after Jack. And he's just like manhandling her and she turns around and spits on his and spits in his face and then goes after her man. So this movie, it was there was just so many different things that happened that like it was just like, oh, my gosh, another thing and another thing and another thing. But it was like nothing could really keep Rose and Jack away from one another. They were just, they just fell so deeply in love so quickly. And there was no way there was going to get or let anything like get in between that. A recent investigation showed that if Titanic had hit the iceberg head on, she would have survived. Though damaged, she would have not sunk and would have reached New York maybe a day or two late. So the way that it was portrayed in the movie, the iceberg, they tried to turn the ship in time, but it did not 
turn enough to avoid the iceberg. So they hit the iceberg, the side of the ship. So along the side of the ship hit the iceberg, which caused water to come in at the lower level. And they thought that by closing the doors at that very low lower level where the coal workers were, um, they thought that that would help and prevent, you know, the the further damage and the prevent the ship from sinking but due to the damage and and everything it didn't go the way that they thought but they found out very quickly because the man that built the ship was on the ship and he immediately told them like this this ship is going to sink immediately and we have about an hour to to um until that happens so they also they did like send out a stress call or emergency call, whatever the term was, and they told them that they would be able to come out to help them in four hours. So that obviously was going to be a long time, and it's just it's it's just really sad and fortunate in you to think about being in that situation and being under. Being under the impression that, you know, you're on an unsinkable ship and then something like that happens. And, you know, what's crazy is throughout the movie, of course, we don't know if this is really how it went. But throughout the movie, there was just little things that was little conversations that was had that kind of alluded to the fact that they were not really in control of the situation or that somebody kind of dropped the ball somewhere in the process of the you know order of operation everyone who was supposed to make sure that certain things were taken care of that didn't so the dude that was control of steering the ship or then the the dudes that were at the very top in control of looking out for anything because there was just people in that process that dropped the ball that's the reason why that ship hap- that shit happened. But the most important thing is the dude, the director of the ship. So the director of the of the um okay, yep, White Star Line. So the director of the White Star Line, he was trying to be impressive and trying to get the first page in the paper and once they got to New York and he wanted to get to get to New York quicker. So he had the captain, um, he had the captain make the ship go at like top speed. He, so the the ship was going, they was going really fast in order for them to get to New York um, quicker than they were supposed to. And because of that, it caused for them to not be able to turn the ship in time, for them not to really be able to see and like I said, there was just somebody in that order of operations just dropped the ball, and that's the reason why it happened. But that's how it happened in the movie. It's not really for a for sure thing that that's how it happened in real life. Um, I guess some of the people that were that survived the the ship the ship sinking did overhear the director say tell the captain to make sure that the the ship was going at top speed but they try to say that's not really what happened 
Either way it goes, they hit an iceberg and the ship sank. So at around an hour and 21 minutes during the part where Rose and Jack are on the bow of the ship and Rose says, I'm flying Jack. The sunset was real and not computer generated CGI. The set had been purposely built at a seaside location to capture natural light and eight days of filming were available to capture the bow shot kissing scene. For obvious reasons, there were only a few minutes per day to shoot the scene, but every time something wasn't quite right. The crew resorted to filming rehearsal shots in the hope that conditions would improve the next day. The final day had an overcast sky, so no one expected to get a better shot. But just before the day was about to end, the sky suddenly cleared. James Cameron quickly scrambled the crew together. Kate Winslet was hastily pulled out of makeup and the scene was finished just before another cloud appeared. Due to all the haste, the shot was slightly out of focus, but Cameron nevertheless considered it the perfect sunset he had been waiting for. And this is a shot that ended up in the movie. Even though Cameron is a huge advocate for computer-generated effects, he admitted that the magic that they captured in camera that day would have been hard, if not impossible, to replicate with the CGI. So Johnny Depp was offered the role of Jack Dawson, but turned it down and considers it a big regret. I actually think Johnny Depp would have made a great Jack Dawson. I, I I think he has enough range to be able to 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 really make uh, that character his own and and do very well at it. Most of the ocean that extras were jumping into was only three feet deep, except for a very small area that was much deeper than around the set. Debris, quote unquote debris, like deck chairs and life jackets were placed in the water to mark exactly where they could safely jump. One, once they jumped, they'd swim to the shallow section and crouch to give the illusion of deep water. Following her grueling experience on the film, which included a rigorous filming schedule as well as experiencing many hardships and bruises, Kate Winslet said, you'd have to pay me an awful lot of money to work with James Cameron again. Apparently, her request was granted because she had been confirmed to appear in Cameron's avatar, The Way of Water, which comes out 2022, or at least scheduled to come out. Leonardo DiCaprio also acknowledged it was a tough shoot, yet he stated that if he would ever do another action movie, he would want Cameron as director. So the piece of wooden paneling that Rose folded on after the sinking is based upon a genuine artifact that survived the sinking and is on display at the Maritime Museum of the Atlantic in Halifax, Nova Scotia, Canada, though it was scaled larger to provide sufficient buoyancy as a life raft for Rose. So this is, you know, what people like to talk about and debate about. Could Jack have fit on that door with Rose? So as I got to this part in the movie, I'm like, I'm looking and I'm just like, hmm, would it have been possible? So I think that initially Jack was trying to get on there, but it's like once he tried to get on there, along with Rose it obviously wasn't going to support both of their weight that's why when he was trying to do it it like flipped over so that's why he just held it there and 
allowed Rose to get up there because it wasn't going to balance both of them without sinking in the water. So, but at the same time with that, could he have found another type of surface to like try to get on? It's like he didn't really try. We didn't see him try in the movie. So it's like one has to to question like, damn, was there not anything else out there that he could have possibly laid on along with Rose to like help him try to be out of the water long enough for the boat to come back and rescue both of them? I mean, that's that's the thing. It's, it's just like, did he really have to freaking die? And then it's like, when the boats came, she had to let go of his hand, and then he just sunk to the bottom. And it's just like, dang, we can't can't even get his body to to bury him. Nothing like that. He's just gone. Like that is so sad. Now this one right here is wild. So get into this. On the final night of shooting in Nova Scotia. One or more criminals mix the dissociative hallucinogen PCP, which is angel dust, into the clam chowder served to the cast and crew. About 80 people were taken ill and more than 50 were taken to the hospital. 87-year-old Gloria Stewart was fortunately spared because she had died elsewhere. Initially, shellfish poisoning was suspected, but when James Cameron noticed that one crew member was demanding to see a priest, the director of photography was leading a conga line and the assistant director was talking to Cameron over a walkie-talkie while looking straight at him, she even stabbed him in the cheek with a pin when he brought this up to her. He realized that the chowder had been spiked with hallucinogenic drugs. In absence of a purging agent, he forced himself to vomit before the drug took full effect. His bloodshot eyes afterwards frightened other crew members into thinking that it was another side effect of the drug. Bill Paxton felt listless, listless for two weeks after the incident. Although PCP's primary effects only last a few hours, the drug itself can take eight or more days to completely metabolize out of the body. The culprits were never caught. Some disgruntled crew members who had been fired were suspected, but Cameron himself always believed that it was an ex-crew member who had had an argument with the caterer and subsequently poisoned the chowder in an attempt to get the caterer fired as well. Now, what in the entire fuck? Like, imagine that. Imagine you supposed to be in this professional environment working and you get damn near poisoned to death. I mean, I don't know if that could have killed anyone. But, I mean, if 80 people were were ill and 50 had to be hospitalized, it's, it sounds like it's possible it could have killed somebody. But that's crazy, though, to, for that to have happened on a set. First of all, clam chowder. That just sounds nasty. Like... I don't know. But yeah, that's that was pretty crazy. Like I be sometimes I be finding out some crazy stuff reading about these movies. It's just like what happened? Like what? Like wow. So when the scene where a wall of water burst through the doorway was first shot, 
James Cameron said that the 40,000 gallons of water dumped into the corridor set was not enough and asked for triple that amount. The set had to be rebuilt to stand up under the additional weight of water. So think about all the water like rushing into the different different um, parts of the ship. Like that was a lot of water and had to be had to been terrifying. So even though the film brought them great fame, both Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet are now embarrassed by their performances in this film. Winslet called her American accent awful and feels that her acting could have been better. While DiCaprio called himself a young punk in this film. I actually... As I've already said, I mean, I guess I'm not really a tough critic. I feel like people, most of everyone does a good job. I mean, there's only like maybe once in a blue moon, I might say, oh, I don't, I didn't like that person. But it's really not, it doesn't ever really be like the actor, it'd be the the character. I don't really, most of the time, I don't like characters. It don't even really be the person portraying that character necessarily it's just the character I don't like him so I don't know but I think they did they both did a great job so Titanic is the most Oscar nominated film with 14 nominations not to win any of the acting categories so it won all those awards but there were they didn't win any of them that in the acting categories so Christian Bell auditioned for the role of Jack Dawson, but was turned down because James Cameron didn't want two British actors playing the lead roles of two Americans. This movie was number one at the U.S. box office for a record of 15 consecutive weeks from December 19th, 1997 to April 3rd, 1998. This was the most expensive movie to be filmed in the 20th century with a budget of $200 million. This budget is bigger than the building cost of the actual Titanic ship, which cost $150 million, $1997 to build. The studios wanted Matthew McConaughey to play Jack Dawson, but James Cameron insisted on Leo DiCaprio. McConaughey and DiCaprio went on to co-star in The Wolf of Wall Street 2013. Uh, I'm pretty sure McConaughey would have pulled it off. He's I, I I like him. He's 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 a cool dude. I like his movies a lot. So in a recently completed investigation by Tim Malton, he reveals that the reason the iceberg was not seen was due to a cold water mirage. This is the opposite of a desert mirage. The multiple layers of cold and warm air cloaked the iceberg. Normally, the iceberg could have been seen as far as 12 miles, giving Titanic 30 minutes to avoid. This is revealed in his ebook, Titanic, A Deceiving Night, and his Smithsonian documentary. Titanic case closed, which came out in 2012. This also explains why the Californian failed to receive the distress message, come at once, we are sinking. That crew on Titanic signaled the Morse lamps. So River Phoenix was James, James Cameron's first choice to play Jack Dawson. By the time the movie was made, River Phoenix had died and Leonardo DiCaprio had reached the perfect age. 
River Phoenix is Joaquin Phoenix's um, older brother that passed away. So this movie was the highest grossing film in the box office history with worldwide gross of $1.8 billion until it was surpassed by Avatar in 2009. Both films were directed by James Cameron. That's pretty cool to have your movie outgross or surpass your other movie. That's a that's a flex right there. Leonardo DiCaprio was initially not convinced about playing Jack, thinking the part to be a bit light. James Cameron convinced him that this would be the real challenge to play Jack as a normal person without looking for something safe to cling to, like exaggerated emotions or an impairment. The chemistry between Leo and Kay is widely regarded as the most believable and palpable in film history. DiCaprio said that their bond was instantaneous from the second they met and occurred so naturally that they didn't have to work on it at all. We have a special magic. James Cameron noted that the chemistry really manifested itself the split second I saw the two of them in the room together. To this day, the actors have had to dodge reports that they are in love and stated that they are nothing more than extremely close friends. So towards the end of the movie, the line that only six people were rescued from the water is not true. So over 40 people were pulled from the water by various lifeboats over the course of the sinking. All right, y'all, that's going to be it for now. Um, Please, please send me requests send me any feedback um go to the website at catchthesevibespod.com um very very dope website you have there's so many different things you could do if you are a, a supporter or a listener thank you so much for continuously listening and 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 fucking with the podcast i very very much appreciate it and yeah i hope everyone has a great rest of the week and until next time love peace and hair grease